Segura show. Hit it. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Step up and give us a shake. We're here in your ear. This could be our year, the year of tempting fate. Wherever you are, perhaps in your car, your questions are put to song. Embrace your faith, there's no escape, perhaps you'll sing along. Randomly or aligned with an order beyond all mortal can. Surrender all will to the warp and the woof of our gentle and good friend. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. And now, it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for our musical divinations today, we are joined in the studio by IC Hawks in L.A. Hey, Andras. Hey there, IC Hawks in L.A. Now, you have invited someone who I have spent many hours sitting in the... Uncomfortable chairs of the Iguana Cafe staring up at as he played guitar and other places as well. But though, but that was where some late nights with Duke McVinney changed my life. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Tony Gilkison. Thank you, boy. That's that's going back in time. Yeah, well, also, I, I, I opened a show for you and Xene back at the Breakaway in 1988 when I was. Where is that? Where's the, the it was on, on Pico Boulevard, right across from the Taco Bell. And uh, oh, you would think I would remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that uh, Bill Whiteacre booked me for that gig. I don't know if you don't remember old Bill Whiteacre from Big Planet. Uh, I think so. It's yeah, familiar name. But uh, Hi, but Bill. enough about all that. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know these these uh, these hawks in L.A.? Uh, well, uh, we all. Uh, I, I went to some. A pornographic supply store, and, and <laughs> I was looking for used gear, and I, I stumbled on a couple of them there, and, and that was kind of a fruitful relationship began. You know, that was that was always my rap. You know, the I said the Double Knot Spy Car music used to play, uh, still plays under the Radio 8 Ball, and my rap about Double Knot Spy Car when I was doing the show on Chaos was like, and you're listening to Double Knot Spy Car, providing North Hollywood with its finest porn music since the mid-1990s. So I guess there, there's, an achievement. there's something about them. I, I Hanging out with them, they seem so down-to-earth and nice, but, some, but, inst- but they somehow inspire... Thoughts of porn. Well, what was the? How did we meet? Because I don't remember. I mean, I I feel like I met you. It must have been when we were playing with. I mean, when I met you was when we were you were playing with Stinson, and I think we were playing at the Silver Lake Lounge, and you had long hair, and it was like night. It was like two thousand and two for three. That's when I met you. Now, Paul Marshall, I've known for quite a while. Yes, were you we in? Do. Were you also in the Strawberry Alarm Clock? No, no. no. But uh, <laughs> that would be a feather in my cap. No, I, I uh, Paul and I played with Kathy Robertson. Robertson. 
I, I think that's how we do yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. It takes two minds to remember that. Yeah, that was some, a nice little mind meld you did. That was good. <laughs> that was, well, those were starvation gigs. Those were, you know, I mean, those were gigs that we did just to kind of, you know, survive. But uh, When would that have been? That would have been in the 80s, 80s. I imagine. And uh, yeah. yeah, we did shows down at the, uh, the club in uh, San Juan Capistrano. The Swallows. Swallows. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. And have you ever have you ever have you played on bills or played with played with these folks? Oh, I went on tour with these guys. Oh yep. boy! Really? The, the stories I could tell, but I won't tell them because they've got stories about me too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably way worse. Mutually assured destruction. Uh, well, we're keeps all, the peace. We're old enough so that we forget all these things, so it's kind of okay to talk about. So when what you toured in the band or you toured as separate like on and as a two band thing? On it was a two band thing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, two band thing. You and Kip. Kip Boardman? Kip Boardman. Boardman. So good. And it was 2006, and we did a tour across the country, and we did a tour to England, I think. Really? We did both. I was very impressed with these guys because they drove, and I refused. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted nothing to do with it. You just flew from gig to gig? Uh, no, well, we were in England. Uh, we had our own van, but I was not about to drive on the other side of the road, but they very bravely did it from day one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Bravery, brave or recklessly. It was bravely or recklessly. We, we yeah. have to tell about it. That's, uh, that's kind of just a description of youthful touring, bravely or recklessly. Maybe all touring. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it and, takes both. And... Um, <laughs> uh, and... I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I, want, I know you don't want to tell. Are there any road stories that you feel like you can tell that aren't just like, wow, someone vit farted in the van? But, well, there is the there there oh, is there a is story a st- about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's always a the story Rob about Ellen, that. The Rob and the loudest fart the world has ever heard. There is that story, but <laughs> which happened on that tour. But I, I was I, I was thinking, Tony, you could tell them about the snakes. Well, that you know, that's interesting because I was gonna, I, I couldn't think of a, a, any freaking question to ask you guys today. Yeah. Because I just went blank. But then I thought, okay. You know, I, I went for a walk with with my daughter, and we had this snake encounter in Deb's Park. Oh wow! Just fairly recently. Yeah. So, uh, and and I was gonna ask you. Uh, whether you guys could guess which snake, what kind of snake oh. that I had an encounter with. Okay. So I don't know how I would be able to draw that into the snake story in Scotland, but. Uh, well, what was but the, what was the story of the snakes in this in Scotland? Let's hear that. Well, it, uh, our van broke down uh, right outside of uh, Loch Ness, Loch Ness yeah. and uh, I mean completely broke down, and I went for a walk. For I guess a couple of hours because we knew that we weren't going to get any help. And I, I saw a small cluster of black snakes on the path mm-hmm. uh, in the woods, and, and I had no idea there were snakes in Scotland. So, uh, and I like snakes a lot. So yeah. I, I, uh, I caught them and I picked them up and I held them up and looked at them and put them back down and caught them again and looked at them and brought up to my face and everything and the whole thing. And then I took pictures of them. And then I went back to the van, and uh, the guy uh, from the nearest town picked us up, and I asked him, I said, look, do you, do you have any snakes here? And he said, oh, yeah, got the most poisonous snake in the... <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was, he said it was what? Was it a black ass? An oh, ass. the ass. ass. Oh, that's, ass. <laughs> that's the one that they use uh, like in all these like middle yeah, the one that kills in Cleopatra. Jesus. Like, <laughs> well, it, that's what she, that's what we all want to believe. But no, it turns out what I was picking up was a legless lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as romantic. <laughs> Wait, aren't all snakes kind of legless lizards? No, no. Uh, lizards are uh, they're repti- they're reptiles, but they're not. They're a different uh, family. I, not. How do they get? Around? Do they move? Do legless lizards slither like a snake, or do they? Well, if you just... looked at the at the head on this guy, uh, it had a very lizard-like head, which it was less serpentine than, mm-hmm. than an actual snake. Well. Uh, you know, narrowly averted, terrifying end to Tony Gilkison well, on the path was, in Scotland. Would have been pretty embarrassing. That's pretty embarrassing. That's way a to poetic go. way to go, though. I mean, it would be. It would that be fitting. For definitely me. cements a legend. Like, yeah, killed by snakes in Scotland. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> death by black ass. <laughs> So, uh, and I, I should clarify something. I uh, so the, the question isn't actually for the band. It's a question for the universe that the band is going to answer through their randomly chosen song. Oh, Not that we can't use the, the, the oracle to engage that, but, you know, that's the, we're, we want to... A question for the universe. Yeah, a question for the universe. Mm. And there, I, I wonder if I have... So funny, I, I, I'm... I, I knew you were going to come here, and, I, and I, in my mind, I had remembered the, the opening for you. But seeing your face was what made me, like, out there, was what reminded me of... How uh, people uh, age? No. Yes. No. <laughs> no, it was reminding me of the Iguana Cafe. Like, you're, oh. to me, you are, you are every inch the rock god now that you were then. And I didn't even... It's one of those things, like, you don't realize it until you see it, and you're like, oh, wait, it's th- that guy. And I, you know, I, I can, I remember, I remember you and James Cruz playing the drums, and I remember Duke, and uh, it was Julie Christensen who turned me on to that, and uh, praises to her, she, that, that room changed my life, yeah. um, and to Tommy Anello who held the space, like that gr- wonderful, grumpy little man who's probably out there just curmudgeoning his way through life and making, you know, inspi- holding space for other curmudgeonly difficult artists, and you know, no one else could have made it happen. And so I'm actually just trying to buy you time so that you can think of your question, but also take this moment to presence that wonderful time in, uh, at, um, in North Hollywood. I'm going <clears> to <throat> ask the same question, unless you have a piece of cactus laying around here and I'll eat it and then we wait 30 minutes and then I can... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to share that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, you will, we'll frame it as an... We'll, so the question is what and we'll frame it. Well, it's a, actually... I, I think it's a brilliant question. Of yeah. It. What kind of snake did I encounter in this beautiful universe of Deb's Park? Okay. What kind of snake did Tony Gilkison encounter? With his daughter, yes. With his daughter in Deb's Park. <coughs> and now, to engage the pop oracle, you, Tony Gilkison, get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 we love it. Song number two, which I believe has already come up. Yep. Yes, so what we're going to do is we are going to switch to the cards. Switching to cards. Ooh. 
So see this. nice that we are, uh, let's see, one, two, and uh, Tearing Me in Two, seven is out. So we're taking out the three songs that have already been chosen. We have a deck of cards numbered one through eight with the songs that have been already chosen taken out. And would you mind just like chugging along on an A? So now to engage the pop oracle, Tony Gilkson, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card, a pick a card, any card, pick a card, now pick a card, hold it up! Hey. And that is song number four. Four. Tahunga. Tahunga. <clears throat> well, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, it sure is. We're going to dig into this one good already. Yeah. One, two, three. Summertime is over and the hills have caught on fire. Santa Anna's blowing smoke across this sunlit shire. And I can't remember September ever hurting quite this much. I'm losing you like all the others, but that's no change in my love. And I'm on. 
Tahunga from IC Hawks in LA. The answer to Tony Gilkison's not cactus inspired question. Uh, Pretty what, direct what answer. What were I the think. kind of what kind of uh, snakes was it that you saw in Deb's park with your daughter walking today? I wasn't today, no. But uh, you guys want to venture a guess, or should I just well, tell you? Well, let's was let's it, very, was it hot? Okay, hold on, hold on, back up. Let's first let's start with the song. Let's see. So, oh. tell us a little about the background of the song, and we'll see if we can find a connection. So, what was the, where, where does that song comes from? Come from to hung, I mean, it comes from Tahunga, I suppose. But uh... well, uh, we wrote that song like. Maybe 12 years ago. Um, and we've tried to record it a few different times, and it never... Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it never made it onto a record. Um, and, I mean, it. Paul Marshall is from Tahanga. Yep. And uh, it. speaking of synchronicity, so we finally record this song the year that Paul Marshall has to evacuate twice because of fires very close to his house in yep. Tahanga, which is what the song is about. Um there's, you know, the, the title that you sent me was The Last Man in Tahunga. That's the title. Oh. <laughs> are there are a lot of the titles that you gave me truncated? Oh, maybe. Oh, oh probably, yeah. <laughs> we're not a... Uh, organization is not what we're uh, oh, on this yeah. for. Who cares about the <clears throat> titles of your songs? <laughs> What's in the name? <laughs> right, right. So the song is called Last Man in Tahunga. Yes. Okay, so that, that helps to understand yes. okay, a little bit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so you there's a synchronicity of the escaping fires and of a song that has eluded the the tape. Yes. Um, and there's one other part that is a synchronicity about this song and that it came up and that Tony uh, is here for it. And that's the I'm almost out of bullets. There's one more in the fridge. Is a direct Mike Stinson line because Mike Stinson loves to drink Coors Light Silver Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was absolutely in our mind when we wrote the song. That's a great line. Because um, we wrote it, I mean, we wrote it back, I think, when we were, like, playing at Tax and we yeah, and so Stinson fun. and you, got, you guys yeah. came and played with us one time. And I remember after we got done, it was, like, you know, 1 a.m. or 1.30 and Mike was, like, running quickly over to the Vons to get a 12-pack. <laughs> get, get a case. Yeah, to get a 12 <laughs> fact of uh, Coors Lights to get him through till the morning. Scientific <laughs> drinking. Mike Stinson was a scientific drinker. So, so, uh, so now let's. Uh, did you? I know you have an idea about the 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 kind of snakes they were. I mean, you know what kind of snakes they were. But did you? Was there anything in the song particularly that you feel like related to the kind of snakes that they were? Yeah, certainly regionally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yes, the same kind of snake would be. Very much in the Tahunga area. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I couldn't help but again break it up, break up the words, and I was thinking Tayung yeah, because Jung and, and, and archetypes. I'm like, oh, well, what's the archetype? You know, oh. so we have the actual snake, but what is the archetypal snake that you ran into in Debs Park? And I assume that Debs Park isn't named after Eugene Debs, although it probably should be. It is named it is. after Eugene Debs, yeah. but it's not named after Eugene V. Debs. Oh. It's a different Eugene Debs. Oh, yeah, the county yeah. supervisor probably. Yeah, it's like yeah. Eugene S. Debs. Ernest Debs or something like or that. Maybe so, yeah. yeah. 
Ernest. Oh, so well. Okay, well, so I didn't know that. Yeah, Apollos the same guy. I know. I always w- dreamed it was the socialist uh, presidential candidate. Yeah, mm. far less far less exciting <laughs> reality. <laughs> it's the wrong Debs. Yeah. Wrong Debs. So, uh, but in, you know, from a you know from a Jungian or a Joycean pers- perspective, one Debs is all Debs, and uh, like one snake is all snakes. So uh, so now, why don't you reveal to us what kind of snake it actually was? Well, I, I don't know that I'm ready to yet. <laughs> There's no hurry to... Well, I, what I, snake I, do you think it was? Was it middle go. of the day or what time was it? It was uh, late morning. Late morning. Was it a yeah, hot day? It was on the butterfly trail. So, you know, when you go where Deb's Park and there's the kind of uh, headquarters and then yeah. you go on this uh, long kind of circle walk that... You know, yeah, it's like yeah. this one gigantic circle. You come back again, and it was halfway up. Uh, yes, laying in the middle of a path, and it was not the kind of snake that I was. It was laying in the middle of the path. In the middle, I would of say path. rattlesnake if it was laying in the middle okay, of the path. That's a but, good uh, guess. But there are any other, other any other guesses? Sure, I'll I'll guess it was a gopher snake. Okay, nope, neither one. Wow, gardener snake. Wasn't that either? Coral is not much left. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ring-neck snake. Oh, it was a gorgeous snake with an orange belly wow. and a ring around the neck. Wow. Yeah. What color was it, an orange ring? No, I think it has a white ring around the neck, but if you turn it over, it has an orange belly. Did you turn it over? striking color. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. You went and then it, handled uh, it the does snake. the thing what the garter snake does, which is it generally just kind of poops in your hand as, right. it, as it means for defense. They don't bite. Um so what is it that uh when did you first realize that you were drawn to the to the snake? Uh well ever since I was a kid I have uh, like advocating for reptiles because I think they're heavily misunderstood but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I mean look at me I was completely conflating lizards and snakes just with no respect well, for that's their okay. actual no, autonomy and individuality. It's generally, what I don't like is when people kill them needlessly, which happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever say? Have you ever stopped someone from doing away with a snake? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Can you any particular? Do you was there any particular? Like, did you have to like grab the the the? <laughs> no, it wasn't anything dramatic. I just uh, uh, they wanted to kill a bull snake, and I told them not to, because they eat the rodents around the the house. So they're they're uh, they're friends. They're not mm-hmm. they're not there to to mess with humans. And do you have you have snakes around your house? No, I wish I did, but no, I, I we're, my part of town there are, are the only reptiles are lizards and uh, agents and agents yeah thank <laughs> god I, you beat me to it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, what, what part of town is that mount washington mount washington we all kind of and generally live in the same same yeah. neighborhood that was going to be my other question which was uh which one of you guys thinks uh, our area will be beach prime property in 50 years. Cause I'm We've already the, had the earthquake, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I listened to that discussion. Oh, and yeah. I said, okay, next question. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go about the snake. <laughs> I think they're both, sol- they're both solid possibilities. Snakes and earthquakes. Uh, flood and uh, earthquakes are more than plausible. Yeah, this is all well, very, this thinking... is getting pretty biblical, actually. Snakes and floods and earthquakes and death and birth. and All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the strawberry alarm clock. 
I'm still so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes like I. I do you ever do you ever watch Black Mirror? The, yes, the, uh, I love that show. So like they, it, there's a bunch of plots that are about uh, being able to either in, enter somebody else's memories or be able to extract memories. And when people are telling stuff, well, like when I'm hearing Paul tell the story about being in the party scene in mm-hmm. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, oh. or Paul Bodie talking about being at Monterey Pop, I'm like, can we get that tech? Technology yeah. now. I want to yeah, be right. able to live, enter, to enter that memory. memory. Yeah, that makes two of us. Yeah. I, was, I was at Monterey as well. You were at Monterey. Uh-huh. Pa- I was. Okay, I was fourteen years old. Wow. Tell, it, tell us the story. How did you end up there? Uh, well, I wasn't. Paul got more in than I did. I, I was there for uh, the Friday night or Saturday night show, and I saw. Mostly the band that I liked best was the band that was left out of the movie and got no uh, credit or, or publicity at all. I, there was a band called The Poppers from Canada. The Poppers? The P-A-U-P-E-R-S, yes, yeah. The Poppers. They had two records out. Uh, uh, they were a total psychedelic band, but they had—I loved them. Their guitar player, uh, I remember his name, was Chuck Neal, played an electric 12-string, and he was a great guitar player. Had his own style, and then uh, they all had uh, some sort of like timbales or some drums in s- s- each one of them, and they do these these drum parts in the middle of the songs, all three of them, and it just knocked everybody out. And that was the last anybody had ever heard of them. They were a great band. Wow, they lived up to their name, I guess. Uh, they did. But uh, yeah. now, but now I'm gonna scour the internet and try and find information about them that I can post in the blog about this because now I'm. <laughs> yeah, they were the band that blew Tony Gilkison away at Monterey Pop was the Poppers. I was like, "Huh? Who? Who are these guys? Who exactly. else? Who else was on the bill that that came up? You know, that didn't uh, push I the saw, needle as much." I saw Eric Burden. I saw uh, I saw Big Brother and the Holding Company. I saw Electric Flag. I saw Country Joe, um, and I saw Paul. St- I think Paul Simon and Garfunkel. Mm. I think I saw. Um, that's a that's didn't a, see that's quite a bill. Yeah, but and, the Poppers were the and were the Poppers the closing act? No, they weren't. But the Poppers were the band that I liked best out of all those. I ones love that it. I mentioned. Yeah, I love it. I want to know. Don't, don't aren't you all just like your ears are so hungry yeah. to hear what yeah, the Poppers like, sounded like? Well, they were real <laughs> hippy dippy. I mean, they, their records were. Uh, uh, I don't know. That, that was a little different than the actual concert, but mm-hmm. I thought they were good. I really enjoyed them. I want to check them out. I want to find <laughs> that band now. Wow. I just said I'd never met anyone who'd been to Monterey Pop. Now I've met two people who've been to Monterey Pop. Tonight. Tonight, in the same room. <laughs> I guess that I guess that speaks to the, the IC Hawks in L.A. aesthetic in some way. You know? I guess so. It's a, something. Were you now... <laughs> Were you, uh, I'm, I don't want to, do you remember, were, I, I was born the year after Monterey Pop, so I don't, I don't have any, any memory of it. Do any of you have any, I don't want to out you as age, age-wise, but uh, do you, are there any of you have a memory of Monterey Pop being a big deal for you as a, like you were aware of it as a cultural no, phenomenon? I, I was, I was a, a really square Catholic school kid. I, I I was barely listening to rock back then. Wow. Cool. Well, or uncool or whatever, you know. Pretty uncool. You got <laughs> you got here, so that's 
you, you managed to. Uh, my dad was a was a an escaped Catholic, as he described himself. So, uh, you know, congratulations, Mazel. Uh, you never leave it completely. Though. Get in your brain. And you, I was not alive yet. No, no. Yeah, you. You're just a. You're just. I'm a, a baby. You're just a baby. I'm a tiny baby. <laughs> You're a big time, big bearded, tiny baby. I bet Paul Marshall remembers that. I bet he does. I, I was alive and I was, what year was that? Was that? 67. 67. June so of 67. I was, a, I was a senior in high school. That was the year I graduated. Were you kicking yourself when you, after people came back from, from the concert and told you? I actually didn't know anyone who went to that concert. I knew it was happening. You know, I read about it in the, the newspapers and the news magazines at the time. I think there was a, you know, a big or a section about it in like Newsweek or Time magazine. So I, right. I was aware of it. Cool. But yeah. Like a, like a lot of the things that happen in the West Coast. Like if you live in Los Angeles, there's so many things. Like I live in Olympia, Washington now and one interesting cultural thing will happen in a month and in LA 30 amazing cultural things will happen in one night so depending upon the there's always something amazing to see and always something amazing to miss problem is traffic so intense that you just stay home and watch Netflix <laughs> <laughs> from catholic school to Netflix shut in. <laughs> the life of Paul Lass. It's been a rich life. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's not easy. <laughs> well, Tony, what are you? What are you? I mean, before we let you go, what are you up to these days? You put. You got any well, projects? Slowly aging. Uh, well, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing an instrumental record. In fact, uh, Paul Lax played some uh, guitar on it with me, and. Uh, I hope to have it finished in the next 20 years. I've got maybe three or four more songs to go. So, mm -hmm. Are you uh, recording it uh, at, on your own at your home, at a, like a home studio type thing? Are you... No, I'm a, a digital idiot, and uh, I just don't think it's going to get any better. So I, I actually am using a real recording studio. Cool. So, and yeah. playing with anyone we might know? And you want to... I'm doing it... Well, I'm going to open for these guys, I believe, at McCabe's. Yeah. And then I'm doing another... I'm, Going to be playing with uh, Bobby Newworth <laughs> at McCabe's the following month, and then I guess oh. I'm going to be playing with Mike Stinson over at Pamela DeBars on the 17th of June. Wow, wonderful, excellent. Wow. Yeah, is that a band or, or the, just me and Mike? Awesome. Yeah. Mike now, when you say it's, it, does she have I, does she have like club that I'm unaware of, or is it you're actually she playing has, at her house? Uh, at her house, she does house concerts. They're oh. they're you know. I bet they're Big fantastic. joyous occasions, yeah. lots of interesting people. And are these, are they... Uh, are and they, we get paid. Too. Are they invite-only events, or is this something someone could find online and, and buy tickets to? Oh, no, 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 you can go. Oh. You're invited. Okay, well, I'm going to be in town that week. I might come out for that. Good. That'd be awesome. Well, uh, it's a real honor to have you on the show, and I'd like to have you here to play the music sometime if you ever want to sit in the chair that they are sitting in as the provider of the Oracle fodder. Sure. And they sit in my chair, Tony. Into, into ask questions yeah. for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... 
I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. Hey! 